0: Welcome to the Leaders in Payments podcast, where we talk to C-level leaders from across the payments landscape. We'll be discussing the products and services that impact the payment space today, as well as trends and predictions for the future of payments. We will also hear stories from our guests about their journeys to the top.
1: We are different because we are not a lender. We are a platform that enables the merchant not to force him to choose between those different options or to put all of them on the checkout page, but basically to choose us as the platform, as the gateway, the network to the buy now, pay later point of sale financing space. And by that, having a complete solution that would optimize the solutions for his customers and enable him to work in a very easy way.
0: That was Maydad Sharon, CEO of Charge After, and he is our special guest this week. This is episode 54 of the Leaders in Payments podcast, and I'm your host, Greg Myers. And hey, before we get started, if you happen to office in Houston, Austin, or North Texas, check out Fuse Workspace, where their mission is to help others do more. Check them out at FuseWorkspace.com. Okay, back to the show. Maydad was born and grew up in Israel, and he spent half of his time in Israel and half in the U.S., and recently decided to make the U.S. his permanent home. He started his career in management consulting and then moved to the mobile industry and then to payments about 10 years ago. Charge After is the market-leading point-of-sale financing or buy-now-pay-later platform enabling consumers to have the choice of which solution is best for them. They serve markets with high average order value such as furniture, electronics, luxury goods, and travel. They collect four data points from the consumer and then match the consumer profile with the most relevant buy now, pay later solution and only display or offer up those where the consumer will be approved. Charge After has an approval rate of 85%, which is higher than most single lenders, which typically have a 30 to 40% approval rate. The biggest value prop for the merchant is that they only have to integrate to one solution, not multiple lenders, which gives the merchant's customers a simple customer experience. This is a great episode about point of sale financing or buy now pay later, which, as you know, is a growing segment in our industry. So let's get started. Hi, May Dad. Thank you for being here and welcome to the Leaders in Payments Podcast.
1: Thank you, Greg. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So let's dive right in. Tell our audience a little bit about yourself, maybe where you grew up, where you went to school, where you currently live, a few things like that.
1: Sure, sure. So I grew up in, in Israel, not far from Tel Aviv. Um, I learned in Tel Aviv University, then a second degree in the Technion, started my career in management consulting firm. And from that to the mobile industry and then to the payments industry, where I've been in the last 10 years. Before establishing Charge After. And basically, most of my career, I spent half of my time in the US while my family was in Israel. And a few years ago, we decided just to move to the US. So I'm currently located in New York.
0: Okay, great. So let's talk about Charge After. Tell the audience what Charge After does.
1: Sure. So, Charge After is the market leading point of sale financing or buy now, pay later platform. It basically connects multiple lenders into the merchants, enabling consumers to have one solution for point-of-sale financing that is approving them and enabling them to choose which is the best solution for them within the point-of-sale financing buy-now-pay-later space. Basically, the challenge that we see today from merchants and from consumers is that merchants are confused. They have so many options today in terms of of point-of-sale financing. Um, They have lenders that are providing revolving line of credits, other lenders that are providing installments, other lenders that are providing lease-to-own, short-term installments, long-term installments, card installments, um, different type of installments. It's a very confusing space with multiple options, and we are just connecting all of that into one comprehensive and simple user flow, which is enabling the consumer to get the best option for them and let them choose which will be the best option, and enabling the merchants to have all those different lenders, that each one is great in what they do in one simple integration.
0: Okay, and you talk about specific markets that your solution works in. Can you talk about those? Maybe, I would assume, the typical furniture, consumer electronics, but maybe talk a little bit about the markets
1: you serve. Yes, so the markets that we serve are obviously high average order value, relatively. And industries like furnitures, home improvements, electronics, luxury goods, fitness equipment, travel, etc., etc. Really any industry where point of sale financing or buy now, pay later is needed is relevant to us.
0: Okay, and maybe if you don't mind painting the picture of what it looks like from a a consumer perspective. So they walk into a retail store and they're going to buy something. How how do the options get presented to them? What does the merchant need to do? Maybe just sort of walk through that user experience a little bit.
1: Sure. So let's start, as always, we think that the consumer is the most important part, right? So the consumer is getting into the merchant website, let's say, right, as opposed to a store, but we are available also in-store. They are getting into the merchant website. While they are surfing for the product that they are looking for, we will pop up with our promotional widget and enabling them to know that instead of paying $1,000 for this sofa, they can pay $50 per month or whatever the amount will be. So we will enable them to know that point-of-sale financing is here or buy now, pay later is here in order to help them to buy more. And we are really helping the merchants to increase the conversion within the website. And when the consumer will reach the checkout page and will want to buy the item, then he will find us. We will take few data points from the consumer, actually really four data points, that's it. And we will match the consumer profile in real time with the most relevant buy now, pay later propositions available for them. Revolving line of credit or installments loan or list to own or whatever payment options will be suitable for them. And we will let the consumer... First, we will show them only the options that will approve them. And second, we will enable them to choose because we believe that each consumer is different and we would like to optimize the funnel and the experience for them so it will be simple for them and straightforward. So this is how we help the consumers. We approve them first. Our approval rate is 85% as opposed to a single lender, which typically have... 30%, 40% approval rate, or in other words, decline 60% of the consumer, 60 to 70%. And we enable the consumer to be approved. And second, we allow them choice. So they can have the payment option or the buy now, pay later option that is suitable for them, for their preferences, for their needs. For the merchants, we help in a way that instead of integrating to multiple lenders and losing valuable operational resources and creating a very complex experience for the consumer, we allow them to integrate to us once and to have very easy and simple to use solution for the consumer and a very simple and easy to use solution for the merchant that allows them to operate and to relate to any transaction that is happening on our system, regardless of who is the lender, in the same manner operationally. So in a way, what we have built is the network solution of of point-of-sale financing, kind of the Visa or MasterCard of the space. Gotcha. And how big is the company? The company has 40 employees in Israel and in the U.S., New York and the Bay Area. But we are growing rapidly and we are very excited about what we are doing. We are very passionate about creating this new wave of credit and enabling the consumer to choose.
0: Okay. And I know the company is venture backed. So maybe talk a little bit about the investors you have and and why they invested in your company.
1: Yeah, thank you. So yeah, we have great investors and we think that they are important part of our success and our kind of the background that we have. So I think that not surprisingly, big financial institutions invested in charge after. We have BBVA as investors via Propel. We have Mitsubishi Bank invested, Visa invested, Synchrony Bank invested, Plug and Play, Pico Partners invested. So we have a great group of investors. A big part of them are financial institutions that are all sharing the same vision. And basically they invested in, in charge after in order to create the next wave of credit to enable consumers to be able to decide when they get into the point of need or point of sale, whether they want to finance the item or pay for it, and if they want to finance the item, to enable them to get the best credit available for them, or buy now, pay later, at the moment of purchase.
0: Okay, and we talked a little bit about online and retail, so I wanted to dive a little deeper in that, given the pandemic that obviously the world's going through. Have you guys seen a a pretty dramatic shift from retail to online?
1: Yes, we did. We did. I think that as others that are active In the e-commerce space, we've seen a very dramatic increase, mainly in in May and June, but to some extent also afterwards. I think that it's basically accelerated the move from in-store to e-commerce quite dramatically because of the pandemic. People got used to buying online, and we certainly see more adoption within basically all our merchants.
0: Sure. So do you go to market through a direct sales force or do you have channels? How do you go to market?
1: So both. right? We have our direct sales force that is going mainly to very big retail brands today in the U.S. Probably we're speaking with most of them and installed on on big part of the big retail brands today in the U.S. But we also have close partnerships with uh, very big and important companies in the ecosystem. So Visa, for example, are not only investors, we have strategic partnership with them where they go to their direct merchants and offer us as a service. They go to their crying bank and to their issuing bank and, and offering them to participate in charge after platform, and charge after network as acquirers or as issuing banks. This is one example of partnership. We have partnership with Synchrony that are offering our product to their merchants under their brand to their 100,000 merchants. And we are very excited about both partnerships and we are building other partnerships with very important players in uh, the payments ecosystem.
0: Okay. What would you say differentiates you guys from your competitors out there?
1: Yeah, so I think that we are dramatically different than the other players in, in the buy now, pay later space. The buy now, pay later space have now a lot of new companies and companies in general that are offering different lending products or buy now, pay later products. There are the short-term paying for, and AfterPace, and Cecil, and QuadPay. There are card installments by Visa and Splitit. There are revolving line of credits that are offered by the main banks, Synchrony, Citibanks, Alliance Data, etc., and installment solutions that are offered by firm, Klarna, the leading banks as well. Synchrony has an installment product. We are different because we are not a lender. We are a platform that enables the merchant not to force him to choose between those different options or to put all of them on the checkout page, but basically to choose us as the platform, as the gateway, the network to the buy now, pay later point of sale financing space. And by that, having a complete solution that would optimize the solutions for his customers and enable him to work in a very easy way. So we are different since we are a platform and a network and not a lending solution.
0: And the whole buy now, pay later market, that segment of payments just has seemed to really come up in the last few months. There's a lot of articles being written, written, a lot of buzz in the industry around it. Maybe talk a little bit about why you think it's become such a hot topic these days.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I think that, If we think, and I will move from the question in order to answer the question. So if we think about how consumers are consuming things today, right? If you are buying now a sofa, a computer, or ordering vacation, you always have choice, right? You are having options that are customized and optimized for you, and you can choose immediately and buy the item. In the credit space still, most of the consumers are just going to their bank, applying for a credit card, getting some type of a credit card. They are committed to this credit card. Usually they don't remember what is the interest rate that they are paying, but it's very high on average in the U.S. It's 17%. This is an old-fashioned way of consuming things, right? We, we are consuming credit in an old-fashioned way that doesn't fit how we are consuming other things in our life. Point-of-sale financing is so hot and growing so fast because it, it is enabling consumers to consume credit in the same way that they are consuming other things. Basically, we enable the consumer to go into the store, as I mentioned before, and decide instantly whether I want to finance the item or pay for it. And if I want to finance the item, I want someone to find the best credit solution available for me now, according to my current profile at this specific moment for this specific transaction. And let me choose and buy immediately in a very simple and easy flow. This is what we are enabling the consumers, and this is why the space is growing so fast.
0: Yeah, makes sense. So where do you see the space headed in the next, say, two to three years?
1: So I think that the the space will continue to grow rapidly. We will see more companies entering into the space. We will see more partnerships in the space. We will see more adoption. And I think that we will see the beginning of a shift that is starting to happen today from the traditional credit models into point-of-sale financing model. And I think that within 10 years, there is a potential that point-of-sale financing will replace the current way that we consume credit via uh, regular credit cards. I really think that we are now at the same stage that we were in 2000, when the internet just started and we all thought, will the internet be successful or not compared to TV and newsletters? Now the answer is clear. I think that we are in the same moment of time in terms of -of point-of-sale financing versus regular credit cards.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you there. It's interesting, when I started in payments, I At Chase Payment Tech back, I don't know, it's been 15 years ago, I remember Bill Me Later. I don't know if you remember that company. Yeah. So the space has been around for a while, but yeah, the maturity of it and the change of how consumers are buying things, it's sort of fascinating. We haven't talked about this, but I, I think an interesting question our audience would have, how do you see it globally? I mean, I assume you're mainly U.S.-based, but but would this not be a global solution?
1: Yeah, so... We are mainly US-based, but we are certainly a global solution, right? We are available in Canada, UK, and growing to other countries fast. And we certainly think that part of our benefits and competitive advantage as a platform and a network solution is our ability to offer a global solution. The lending business is a very local one, very strict regulation, very specific databases in each territory. Very different algorithms in terms of lending and consumer behavior, and, and it should be like this, right? The lending is a sensitive space, and it should be highly regulated. This is why almost all the lenders that you see today in the market are a local lender in a specific territory, and you—it's very hard to find a lender that is in more than one country, and there is no global solution in this space. Us as a network, in definition, we are a global solution. We are working with the best lenders in each territory and enabling merchants that are international to act in an international way while we are connecting their consumers to the best leading buy now, pay later or point of sale financing lenders in each territory.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Well, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about you. Tell us about your journey to your role as the CEO there.
1: Yeah, so basically, you know, I started my career as I mentioned in in management consulting, which which was a great, right? In order to learn strategy and how you manage a company from the CEO perspective, because usually you work directly with the CEO. Then I I moved into a business development and product positions, and from there to sales. Kind of went from strategy to the actual product space, and then to hearing merchants hearing the customers, understanding what they need. And I think that this was a great journey that prepared me to where I'm at today, where as a CEO, you need to understand strategy, but at the same stage, also understand the product and the market fit and understand merchants and what they need and how you do go to market and how you approach merchants in the right way. So it was really exciting journey for me, and I'm I'm really thankful to where it brought me.
0: Great. So what are some things you're passionate about? Maybe one work-related passion and one non-work-related passion.
1: (laughs) Work-related passion, I'm really passionate about charge after and what we bring into the market. I'm passionate about the ability of the consumer to choose, to have a transparent solution where he's able to get the solution that he needs and not this solution that was there in a specific merchant and he's kind of forced to do that. So we are in charge after in general and myself in specific, very excited and passionate about consumer choice and the consumer journey and how we bring to the consumer the best option relevant for him. I think that in terms of personal life, my family is my passion, right? I have three amazing daughters and an amazing wife that is supporting me during all this journey. Yeah, so those are the two things that are driving me.
0: Well, I we have something in common because I have three girls as well.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> always, always something to do,
1: right? Oh, completely. Completely. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, so... Like I mentioned before, starting in this industry 15 years ago, it wasn't an industry that I sought after and said, Hey, I want to be in payments. In fact, I just sort of fell into it. But today I think our industry has changed. There's so much investment. When you add FinTech into and wrap it all into payments, it's become a sexy place to work. A lot of kids in college now can actually take FinTech oriented courses at, at certain schools. So I always like to ask this question and get people's perspective. What advice would you give a college senior who's about to get into the payments industry what would you tell them they need to do to be successful
1: yeah so I think that this is an exciting space obviously right I'm in the space for many years I'm just learning and learning more and more as I grow in this space and and serve I'm learning for my merchants and for my investors and for my partners I think that someone that is entering the space now first I think that he needs to understand that fintech in general and payments in specific are standing on three main feats or main bases. One is the technology. It's a technology industry. You need to understand technology in order to provide a good product. Second is the regulation. Regulation is something that you need to understand. You can have an amazing product, but if it's, if it's not compliant with the regulation, you won't be able to move forward. And obviously, it needs to serve the consumer And the merchants, right? It it needs to do to have a business sense. So it's always the combination of business, technology and regulation. It's a key to understanding the the fintech and the payment space. Outside of that, I would just urge this uh, new guy that is joining the industry to have patience and learn. You know, you need to learn a lot in the payments and in the buy now, pay later space in order to understand even what you are missing, what you don't understand. It's a professional space where you need to understand the dynamics, and the dynamics are maybe a bit more complicated than other areas because of the combination of regulation, technology, and business. But it's an exciting space, and once you are in it, there are so many things that are growing and developing and changing in the fintech in general, and and even more so, I think, in the buy-now-pay-later space.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great space to be in. Well, we've covered a lot about you and about the company and the industry as a whole. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up?
1: No, I think that the only thing that I will add as a, as a summary, I think, is that I'm really excited about our journey in Charge After. I think that we all, the management of Charge After and all the employees, are really excited about this space and what what kind of benefits it can bring to the consumers and to the merchants that will use it.
0: Great. So, my dad, thank you so much for being on the show today. I know your time is very valuable, so I want to be respectful of that. So I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, and a good day.
0: And same to you. And to all you listeners out there, I thank you for your time as well, and until the next story.